motivating, stimulating, mildly erotic, 24-7, Outlaw Radio. Yeah, I was a, I was a hungry one, too. I was hungry. And my daughter, who was in a concert last night for about five hours, she was uh, ravenous. Not to mention a real hungry her own self. What concert? So I, I can't remember the band name. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but it was, it was... Uh, some venue uh, close to Chinatown. I was talking to Tattoo Dave about it last week. You know that park, L.A. Park? Yeah. What the hell that is? Yeah. yeah. I forget what it's called. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I know it. But anyway, so so we picked her up, and finally, and, and by the way, it was hell picking her up from that concert because all the streets were blocked off. And then, you know, Mark, as he, uh, you know, is known to do, but he's... Uh, you know, he freaks out when uh, when a cop is uh, like, you can't park here, and then they're hitting the, the, the buzzer sound. Yeah. And, yeah. and so Mark says, well, what do we do? I said, move up. <laughs> and uh, and then so he's following us. Move up, uh, move up. I'm talking to Alexander on the phone. She said, "I'm I'm right. I'm all right there. I'm almost there." And then the cops pull up next to Mark, and Mark, you know, tries to do the talking. And of course, uh, I know that's going to lead mm. nowhere. So I butted in. I said, "Listen, I said I'm just picking up my daughter. I know there's a no parking z- zone, and I I know that you, you're going to know that I'm being sincere when I tell you that I appreciate you guys and support you like no one." And the cop in the driver's side gave me the thumbs up, man. Cool. Because, you know, it's like he knew that I wasn't BSing him. No. And you Mark, know, because I, I love him. I love him. And they have one tough son of a bitch oh, yeah. job sure here, here in Los Angeles. Well, everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere they have a tough job. And Mark, When they that? have these detractors who, oh, stop funding the the cops. What? Yeah. What? That's where, that's why we are where we yes, are now sir. in our nation. It's policy, folks. Yes, sir. It's so simple. It's Bad policy. Of course we need our law enforcement officers. We need them to keep us safe. That's all. The only thing the cop should have Civility. Civility. The cop should have done is taken Mark's driver's license away. Oh, yes. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but then, yeah, that's harsh. But that wouldn't have helped us. So we picked up... Uh, <laughs> Why uh, are you so mean to Mark, We Marty? picked up my... my yeah, yeah. See, I, lo- I love Mark. And there are folks out there that think that I'm not the kindest to Mark as well. you got to be nice and, to everyone. And I'm sorry. Yeah, be nice to everyone. I, I, but I don't. Oh. I don't try to come off that way. I give Mark a lot of crap because, well, he deserves deserve it. it. He deserves yeah. it, and it's fun. But he's my buddy, and I, I love him dearly. And so from there, we went to a restaurant that I thought was closed down for good because a redevelopment company came in, bought the property, the oldest French restaurant, and almost the oldest restaurant, second only to Musso and Frank's in Hollywood Boulevard, called Tex T A I X on Sunset. Mark and I. Uh, about I don't know nine months ago or so, we drove past there. Man, it was boarded up. It was uh, there was graffiti on it. They're open again, wow. and they haven't changed a damn thing. We sat at the bar to get sort of a feel for the place before picking up Alexandra because we wanted to have dinner there and thought the timing might work out. I had a gin martini. Uh, Mark had the palm frites. Uh, being an avid uh, Frenchman and and being that I'm huge in France in my Burt Reynolds uh, movie yep. Category Five, uh, that <laughs> that's I, where it happened. Pa, yeah, palm frites yeah. means uh, means uh, fries. And so Mark got his little appetizer. I got my appetizer. A beautifully made gin martini, uh, really a Gibson because the the beautiful sour onions were on the side and they were they were perfection, and the martini was made to perfection. And there really is. A, a 
a technique where there is a little ice skating rink on the top of that. Glass. You've always said that, and that's what makes it yeah. a great martini and the perfect amount of in and out with your vermouth. Yeah, and so it was a great experience at Tech. Then we go, we pick up Alexander. We come back to Tech's because I don't know how long they're, they're going to hang out there. I don't know how long this this restaurant since 1926, and that's old for LA, my friends, is going to be there. So I wanted to bring Alexander in there, maybe one last time into that bar, and we sat down. I had another uh, gin martini. Why? Damn it, I deserve it, and I'm not driving. Uh, and Alexandra had water, and Mark had water. So, boy, look what happened there. Mm. Here I am drinking. Who's the alcoholic here? I drove out. <laughs> Hands up, man. Drinking solo. Come on, baby. <laughs> well, no, no, there were plenty of people in the bar. That's Dave. right. Oh, yeah. Oh, you were drinking yeah. solo, bro. I had, sorry, I had company. Alone. But so, so from there, so now it's, HM, it's HMS Bounty, uh-huh. one of my favorite old joints on... On uh, Wiltshire Boulevard. It is, and, and by the way, look it up, folks. It, you'll love the place. You know, if you like this show at all, and you sort of enjoy our sensibilities on this show, I promise you, you're going to love HMS Bounty. Look it up, HMS Bounty, right there on Wilshire. Well, the damn thing, they and they're they're late for LA. They serve till eleven, but it was still too late now yeah. to get to HMS Bounty. So we end up, and I'm thinking of uh, okay, uh, Robert Carradine. Uh, what was his favorite place? Oh, Swing. So he goes to, remember on the show he mentioned yeah. the, the, his, this place in West uh, Los Angeles, Swingers Diner, and we probably should have gone there. And we went up to it, and I said, eh, too bright, I don't know, too many hipsters in there, eh, let's yeah. let's just go to the, the deli, for God's sakes. So we went to uh, old uh, our favorite uh, Jewish uh, part of uh, Hollywood on Fairfax, yeah, and went to Cantor's, mm-hmm. which, by the way, was the first restaurant closed down for uh, rat feed many years ago and started the entire letter um, grading system mm. in L.A., the ABC. If you're an A, then you're spotless, and a B, you know... It could of, be structural or anything. But, it, but yeah. it's... You know, yeah, but it was Cantor's that began that... I Were you aware of that, Mark? Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah. So they were closed down, and they got their act together. However, you know, if you look around the place, and, uh, you know... Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, so I so here's the thing. So this this Asian gal in a uh, a Jewish deli, of course. And I'm thinking, well, uh, you know, I can't talk Yiddish. She also with her. Dry she's cleaner. not going to understand yeah. what. She's your dry cleaner, also. The Asian gal. Was that racist? Anyone? Is it just me? Is Martin? It's just not racist. Uh, it's not. Is that a stereotype? Yes, and it works. Oh boy. By the way, that's uh, adre- that, address. Know, address I I'm just going to reiterate. Mike, address, Mike was right. Yeah, Mike right. Address all of your comments to my brother Mark. All right. <laughs> T. But but anyway, I wasn't a fan of this chick because she said, uh, as she sat us down, she said, uh, please have patience. Patience what? for your customer. <laughs> patience? That's funny. And then, and so we're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And so I have my legs uh, stuck out in the middle of the aisle. But I, I'm trying to pull them back whenever I see someone. She comes over and says, and not even nice about it, very stern. Uh, you'll have to take your legs back in under the booth. And I said... 
You know what? I'll take him in when someone is walking by. Oh, I was in an ornery mood. You should have put him on the table. <laughs> Who the hell is she to tell you what to do? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Then, then, oh, and she she walked off in a huff, 62 huff, right. tinted windows, and, looked at, and <laughs> looking for the damn manager, you could tell. So I took my legs in, so in case the manager is like... I wouldn't, I, have. I, I wouldn't have. I'm not doing nothing. I did what she said, man. <laughs> no, I'm not doing nothing. I was really hungry. The pickles were good. And, you know, and here I am paying 24 bucks for a friggin' uh, roast beef and pastrami sandwich that should cost maybe 16 Of course. And the, the meat was not that moist. Uh, and I still haven't finished the damn thing. But it's like 24 bucks now. And the only good news is you get a full, as it says in the menu, because it's the fresser, meaning that's for the big eater. That's, boy, I know my Yiddish. Uh, the, the fresher. That's because honorary. Oh, yeah. I used to order the Woody Allen. It's called the Woody Allen yeah. for, for the fresher. I used to order this at Carnegie Deli in Midtown Manhattan. And at that time, that sandwich was at least nine inches high. Oh, at least. Yeah. This thing was maybe Four and a half, five inches, twenty-four bucks. But you get, uh, as it says in the menu, you get uh, uh, the the large <laughs> you pay for the large portion of uh, potato salad and uh, coleslaw, which is just a, a, a regular portion. But I like both of those. Uh, yeah. And then I ate uh, Alexandra's coleslaw, and I took her half a Reuben with me. Because, oh, she got a Reuben. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. It's always uh. a good choice. But uh, anyway, I'm sort of glad I went. I, I'd still like to try Swingers. They're open twenty-four hours. And what a Mark boy. And I understand. You know, and, and Carradine, I think he has a pretty good palate. Uh, he always thought that... The, yeah, he's there every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he must, you know, I mean, maybe it's a waitress there that he really digs. Or oh, something. I'm sure it is. He, I think he mentioned that. Okay, okay. But I, I'm assuming the food is probably pretty good because yes. they were pretty packed. And... Uh, and what fun. Okay, uh, what was I going to get to here? George oh, Carlin. Oh, yeah, I'll get to Carlin. But first, I ju- just, and this goes back, uh, I don't know, a few months, but I, I happen to run across this clip, and I want you to hear it again from Kamala Harris on abortion, and just how, in case you forgot, because you don't hear a lot from her these days. No, she so, disappeared. So, so I want to double down. In case you forgot how stupid she is, enjoy Kamala Harris. Here we go. I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders for us at every moment in time and certainly this one to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present and to be able to contextualize to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past but the future she's she's like a she's like a kindergartner what the f did she just say no she didn't say anything she's like a kindergartner making it up who didn't prepare for the speech i just (laughs) in the moment she's so stupid and real quickly here rudolph isley founding founding member of the isley brothers uh rock and roll hall of fame member uh passed away at 84 years old that's rudolph i know ronald ronald and i sang who's that lady Who's yeah, that yeah. lady at Mastro's with my dad one night? Yeah. yeah so wow. uh, God rest your soul, Rudolph. I love. I've always loved the Isley Make Brothers. Make me want to shout. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The originals, man. Yeah. But and and how about it's your thing? Oh, do what yeah. you want to do? Oh man. Oh, they're such a great band. But uh, eighty-four years old, man. Uh, too young. I hope you had a great life. God bless you. This is a George Carlin classic. I played before, but it's so worth listening to again. We we have. Just enough time to get to the crux of this from the great George Carlin. Don't forget how brilliant this man and ahead of his time he was. Here we go.
See, I'm not one of these people who's worried about everything. You got these people around you. The country's full of them now. People walking around all day long, all day long, worried about everything. Worried about the air, worried about the water, worried about the soil. Worried about pesticides, insecticides, food additives, carcinogens, worried about radon gas, worried about asbestos. Worried about saving endangered species. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you about endangered species, all right? Saving endangered species is just one more arrogant attempt by humans to control nature. It is arrogant meddling. It's what got us in trouble in the first place. Doesn't anybody understand that? Interfering with nature. Over 90%, way over 90% of all the species that have ever lived on this planet, ever lived, are gone. They're extinct. Yes. We didn't kill them all. (laughs) They just disappeared. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what nature does. They disappear these days at the rate of 25 a day. Regardless of our behavior, I mean, irrespective of how we act on this planet, 25 species that were here today will be gone tomorrow. Let them go gracefully. (laughs) Leave nature alone. Haven't we done enough? We're so self-important. So self-important. Everybody's going to save something now. Save the trees. Save the bees. Save the whales. Save those snails. And the greatest arrogance of all, save the planet. Here we go. What? Are these f***ing people kidding me? Save the planet? We don't know how to take care of ourselves yet. We haven't learned how to help one another. We're going to save the f***ing planet? I am getting tired of that I'm tired of f***ing Earth Day. I'm tired of these f***ing self-righteous environmentalists. I'm tired of these white, liberal... Bourgeois, liberal, white people who think the only thing wrong with this planet is there aren't enough bicycle paths. <laughs> trying to make the world safe and clean for their Volvos. And I'm really sick, really sick of these rock stars and movie stars going to work off their cocaine guilt by saving a forest somewhere. <laughs> besides, besides, there's nothing, besides, the, first of all, the environmentalists don't give it about the planet. Right. They don't care about the planet. They don't. Not in the abstract, they don't. No. You know what they're interested in? A clean place to live. Yes. Their own habitat. Yes. They're worried that someday in the future they might be personally inconvenienced. Narrow, unenlightened self-interest doesn't impress me. Besides, there's nothing wrong with the planet. Right. The planet is fine. Yes. The people are fine. There you go. Let's go to break. Man, what a brilliant, brilliant guy, man. Brilliant guy, way ahead of his time. And and P.S., uh, not on the right. The man is not on the right. I, I would have to say that... Uh, you know, begrudgingly, he would be a conservative today. Yes. Yeah, today, yeah. George, Harri- George Harrison, George, George Harrison, George Carlin would be a conservative today. George Harrison would still be a Beatle. God bless you, man. God bless you. Remember, remember uh, George Carlin. Remember, remember yeah. when you were with the Beatles? You used remember? to know. You used to know Paul McCartney. Yeah, that was that was awesome, man. All right, uh, I'll get to Jada Pinkett Smith and some other stuff when we return on Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio. Listening to Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio.